Welcome to the Art and Science of Joy podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life or seeking to bring some more joy to the lives of others, then this podcast could well be for you. And welcome to the Joy Superpower series, in which we talk each week to an expert on things you can do in your life to bring more joy to yourself, things we call Joy Superpowers. So now I'm Andrew Cannon. And I have the honor to be your host. And in this episode, I'm excited to be talking with Larissa Mills about the joy ingredient at work and the power balancing tech in the context of your work experience. Larissa is founder of Mental Game Academy, which is here to equip athletes with mental skills and healthy phone habits to perform well. And I parent gen.com to help families find balance with technologies to thrive. And Larissa is also founder of Mentally Well HR Solutions, a company that primarily focuses on digital and mental wellness. Larissa loves sports, coaches volleyball, has three kids. She loves meeting new people and traveling. Welcome, Larissa. Thank you. That that bio makes me sound old. Does it make me sound old? That's <laughs> old. That's old. You've done a lot. You've done a lot. You've done a lot. We didn't say how old the three kids are. How old are your three kids? 20, 16, and 12. There you go. And you can have the the 12-year-old right now. You can can have them. Just take them right now for me for a couple days. It's been, we were were in cabin fever, right? Because we were saying like all the storms were here. We were all together for four days with my brother's family from Minneapolis. And it was, we got, we had to stay on task. All day to keep busy. Okay, let's do board games. Okay, let's do baking. Okay, let's try and go for a walk in between rainstorms. It was like, okay, now get out of my house. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So on eBay, you can find your 12-year-old child. So that's good. That's good. Excellent stuff. Hey. Come and pick him up. Come and pick him up. Brilliant. So let's you already about... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Good sale pitch. Right. So with talking about tech we're talking about device usage at work how do you see the current state of that um, for your experience you know what the, what, the formula what right now yeah the formula right now for an adult in terms of let's look at that like a math equation okay so if we are looking at being at work and we're going to add all your tech up for the day and then on the other side of it is your brain stem and your nervous system and you and how you feel. We're going to look at this side of the, the equation for a second. If you are on your phone randomly, just at work, and yet you had tasks to complete at work and you have notifications and pop-ups and all these things going on, you are going to be revving up your nervous system on this side. There is There is... You, you can't not do it. It's impossible. So what we can do is if we're using all of your phones, your tech, you're using different um, apps, you're, you have too many apps on your phone, now, now you're on your laptop for your work, and yet now things keep popping up on your work to notify you because you might be working with um, uh, teams or something like that. It's just like, how are you doing this? So I have people Literally, we go into HR companies and we help people reduce their own personal phone time, which is amazing. So one way we're going to show this uh, and what we do is today we're going to tell you a few tips. So the first one is laptop. 
Remember laptop. We don't have to work from our phones. We can work from a laptop. And when we're working on our laptop, let's design our laptop so that all the notifications are clicked off. We don't want anything. I want a silent laptop because actually every time something goes to trigger your brain or like a noise or a bell or a ping, you actually have to shift back to concentrate. And it actually makes for more work. And when I see the different studies done on this, uh, it's actually aggravating. Like people don't find it helpful. It, it actually is a deterrent to your process in your brain. And it's disruptive. So you have this thought and all of a sudden, bing, and you're like, oh, what was I doing? Oh, yeah. And then you go to your phone and now you're distracted for 30 minutes down the rabbit hole of social media and now you're back. So what we can do is let's change your whole laptop to make it work for us. Shut off all the notifications. And when you're working at work, your laptop or your phone has to stay somewhere else. On and on shut off. Uh, that's number one. Number two is and actually is the biggest lifestyle change you might make in your life, but it might actually help you save your partnership, your 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 job, your relationships everything else is balancing your phone. If we as adults can balance our phones and set it up on a routine. So for our athletes, for instance, we have very high performing Olympic or professional athletes. They're actually set up on their phone routine because every time you go to pick up your phone, a little ping or a little notification, you want to check it. You're actually every 10 times you go to look at it, your phone gives us a negative feeling. And that's uh, that's through various studies. I don't really want a negative feeling, but if you're going to look to see if someone responded or if you're going to look to see how many likes you get, if you're going to see how many people like you, phones are not the place to go. The human mm. are the place to go for people to make you feel good and get oxytocin. Because every time you go on this, it's like getting a shot of dopamine and cortisol and now now you want sugar. Now your heart rate goes up. Now you're spiking. Now your adrenaline's going. Now your vagus nerve is really ticking you off in your stomach from your brain to your stomach and you can't calm down. And then people get, they think it's anxiety, but it's really not. It's really a response in the brain from social media. So if we can get a routine and our routine would go something like this. Don't touch your phone in the morning for the first 30 minutes because your brain will spike in dopamine is cortisol and it'll try and stay there all day. So we try and get our athletes and our athletes are great. They put alarm clocks back in the room. There's no phones in their rooms at all. And they get down to work. They can check their phone for 15 minutes in the morning. That's it. What do you need it for? Right? I don't need to know my friends going on the bus. I don't need your, to know you're late. I don't need to look in smiley faces. I, You know, it, it's a great entertainment tool, phones. But it's one of the biggest distractor of work ethic and habits. It's the biggest derailer of, of job promotion right now. Yeah. yeah. Right. And is that the reason why a lot of companies now you think kind of get employees back into the office mm -hmm. um, for that that reason? Yeah. You know, I haven't seen any studies on it, but I thought it could make sense. Yeah. Like, and now that if you are home more, people are actually, there's a lot of evidence saying that they want people back at work because you're just more productive. You just utilize your time more. You, sh you shut off your phone more. And you're actually going to be through two to three hours more productive a day at work versus at home. Um, I struggle with it. 
uh, myself. Like I, I'm better and better at it, but I know now I had to actually have someone come and design my laptop to, to shut off all the notifications, everything. Uh, yeah. So one, I can't shut off and that's really like irritating me and I have to, I have to go get a kid. A high tech kid to come in and help me. Maybe a twelve year old. Myself, so that one. Maybe a twelve year old to solve that one for you before. Oh, I don't know. I've tried. The other thing we can do is to be more productive, but also not just productive. Um, Andrew, we want to be happier, <laughs> right? We want to spike oxytocin on our own. Our my motivation is to go to bed happy and conk out, right? I don't want to be going to bed worried or up late or um, having the heart rate racing because that's what phones will do. So one of the things you can do is uh, we actually do this with a lot of our, our NCAA athletes and high school athletes and and, and corporations um, and coaches. We look at your phone and let's go and look at how many apps you have. While in our surveys, there are some adults that have 140 apps. I, I don't even know what that looks like I don't even I have the basics I'm going to show you my phone I'm going to check I you keep have... talking I'm going to check how many apps yeah I don't have that so um what we want to do is to get under like if we can under 25 um the reason is because that for every 10 apps you're on your phone an hour more a day 283 apps apparently <laughs> oh my gosh that's a lot, Andrew. Uh, I must admit, many of them I haven't used. Two. I have some apps on my phone for my kids to like draw. Yeah. I mean, look at that. And, but on my email box, I have 15,396 unread messages. Yeah. So that, I was like that. I got rid of all of them. I just, I totally took a day off work to you know, clean up my phone, to clean up my laptop. I cleaned everything out and it took a whole day, eight hours, by the way, people, right. it takes a long time to clean yourself tech because now you're building up your storage and you're going to end mm. up paying for it in your wallet and you're going to end up paying for it in your, in your mind in terms of stress. So to de-stress, get down to as few apps as you absolutely need. So let's say, do you need 10 map apps? No, you need one. Uh, two, maybe if you're going to another country or traveling, download that one and delete it when you leave, right? Um, are you careful with the apps that you have on your phone? Because even for adults, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all have backdoor access. Anybody can hijack you. Anybody can get in there and know, know where you are and what you're doing. So, I mean, I even know some adults that have Snapchat and uh, although I, I think out of all the people in the world, I would really like to have a chat with would be him uh, and say, why are you doing this to small children? Because it's the worst thing ever for crime right now in the world for children. Um, I can't believe it, but it is the number one distracting factor in a class, in a, in a school, at home, at sports for kids. So it's even distracting for adults. So take it down to WhatsApp. It's safer. Take it down to text, whatever social media you want. The rest you really don't need unless it's something like a mind reading, a mind like meditation app that helps you at night. There's also a new contraption to help you put this thing uh, beside your bed at night so you don't have to have the app. It's an alarm clock with meditation stuff in it. 
So you don't have the excuse. And you, you also do need the Year of Joy app, by the way. There and you that go. one you can keep. You can keep that one. If you, if you need four, we'll, let's throw the Year of Joy Darn app. right. In there. Darn right. And then, um, so once you have settled, like th this could take literally, we go through people's phones. It takes us in a class when we're doing a workshop at a corporation. It could take two hours for us to really go through all of them. What do you really, do you really need a drawing app? Who's drawing on your phone? Like, like you just yeah. have apps in there you don't know you need. Do you need a compass? You know, like, do you need the drawing app? Do you need the writing app? Do you need what, how you, I, there was a woman who had 19 shopping apps. She was addicted to shopping. And, yeah. right. And I, there's gambling apps that get all these athletes into trouble and other apps that, that you're probably aware of at all uh relation and uh i cannot believe how many of it, even our young athletes under 18 are struggling with these addictions the more apps you have on your phone the more likely you are to be addicted to your phone Absolutely. but the less productive you are during the day the more. yeah so, so let's swing it around the other way just for a moment to talk about yeah. i mean i know a lot of companies also you know ping their employees um 11 o'clock at night so let's talk about that side of the equation because I know that a lot of people get stressed. Nobody stressed should about that. anyone after work hours. It, it's it's not like I wouldn't be pinging a if I were a teacher or a parent pinging a teacher. I'd be emailing them and they could get it. Everything's silenced. Um, if I yeah. was a corporate like a boss, doctors. I'm sorry, shift workers. Anybody who's in need of like you need an electrician to fix the power. Your power went out. Those people have their phones on at different times as well, but they have to put themselves, more importantly, shift workers on the schedule because yeah, they're going to have a definitely. really hard time sleeping. But if you're getting pinged, set your ping off your boss saying, you know, uh, this is not work hours. Stop pinging me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It What's get it like in Canada? Is that are many companies for that discussion around that? Because I know like in France, they're sort of making it. Um, there is more so now a discussion and actually more activating it. Yeah. Like if you're done at six, you're done at six. Right now. Um, if you're, if you're done at four, you're done at four and, and you can email people, but you don't have to access it and respond to the next day. Yeah. Respond right? to the next day. Definitely. That's oh, sure. Right. Like, wait, right. like input, input. And this is all about putting those notifications in there though. Like. Yeah. I put in my email, okay, away on vacation, or I will not respond to the next business day, or give me uh, on our social media. I don't even, people are wondering, like, how do I post on social media? My job's partly social media. I'm like, actually, I don't go on social media to do it. I actually take an hour a week and set it up through a system that posts it all for me so I don't have to do anything. So that way, when I have my phone routine, I can check my phone at just before 9, 12, maybe 3 if I want to, 6. And then after that, your heart rate will spike and spike and spike until bedtime. So I try not to go on it in the evening that much, but I have kids in sports and I have my athletes and I'm still working in the evening. So okay. that can kind of, you know, I don't really want to. I think the no pop-ups is a real issue for the brain. Mm. And how our brains react to it is a negative fight or flight response. So yeah. the more your business is pinging your people, uh, that's got to stop because you're actually aggravating their their mood and their irritability and their productivity. You're interrupting it. Yeah, and making them less productive, less 
Uh, it's, it's, it's actually it's shooting cool. yourselves in the foot. Yeah, it's actually yeah. making the list. Yeah. Well, employers out there, listen to that. Stop annoying your people by pinging them too often. Now and out of office hours. So we were saying that we're going to do a silent laptop. Tip number one. Yeah. Uh, tip number two. Have a routine for your your phone management um, throughout the day. Yeah. And be honest with yourself about that. I know a lot of people try and do that, like going yeah. to the gym. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? What else can people do? Oh, yeah. So turning the notifications off with the other one and, and setting up the right amount of apps that you want on your phone. Um, yeah. The other thing is take a little survey uh, about your social media and how your social media makes you feel. And if your people following you or the people that are are you're following are making you feel bad about yourself, questioning who you are, not good about yourself, uh, jealous, get rid of them. Get rid of all of it. it you don't need it. it. It doesn't enter our athletes. It doesn't enter their headspace anymore. It's, it's mm. positive and they can only be on it for a bit. The one app I strongly suggest that most people get rid of is TikTok. Uh, it's a bunch of strangers posting things and it's the one of the easiest to hack. And it's the biggest derailer of our athletes and our coaches and our and our adults. It's just completely yeah. hijacking their time, uh, up to twenty five hours a week. By the way, wow! And if it works for helping high performance athletes from where it works for the rest uh, of us, help us. Absolutely, like we have kids yeah. making Team Canada and and the Olympics. So it's and, and NCAA mm -hmm. scholarships. It's it, it we get them down from nine hours of use a day. Some of them, which is really high. And you wonder why they're jittery. They can't talk. They're moody, and then they want to crash. Well, it's 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 how our brain is interpreting all of this. And really, Andrew, I mean, I'm dating myself, but our brains when we were younger, we were always outside six hours a day playing. You are dating yourself. Oh, yes, we were. Yes, in, we were inside, right? Like we weren't out. We weren't inside eighty hours a month. We were outside 80 hours a month on top of sports, on top of clubs and all of that. But because we're not getting this outlet, we wonder why adults are more irritable and we're more irritable with each other. It's because we're also not getting enough outdoor time and exercise and community and connection. And as mm. soon as you lose that, you have a society where we're at, we're at a pandemic of, of mental health disorders. We, we yeah. don't need to. They're completely avoidable. Most of them are completely avoidable medically. Uh, working with ER physicians, family physicians, psychiatrists, we now know that what we're dealing with a lot in society is behavioral. It's, yes. it's made, right? So the other thing is assessing yourself with your social media, seeing is it making you happy? Is it is it yeah. doing you any good? Is it making you feel like poop? Or are you feeling like, okay, this I like the vibe of this. This is good. Right. And it's what, to be honest. Yeah, there's a guy we got coming up on the in the year of joy and on the podcast later in September called Paul Zat, whose specialization is immersion. And and they right. created um an app which helps you see in sort of real time that your emotional fitness. And so you can right. see, okay, I've been on TikTok now for the last half an hour and my score is actually going down my chemical reaction in my brain. Right, it's, right. That's so cool. Right. I should, I'd love to meet them. So what we do with our athletes is, okay, imagine you have a balloon in front of you. 
And we need our children to have the biggest balloons out to about our shoulders, right? A balloon blows up to about that many. Okay, this is what an undeveloped brain does on social media. It just shrinks. They have no right. problem and takes their self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And then you have an abusive coach or abusive parent or not so great teacher. You have no friends. You're isolated. So we're not helping our kids at all get this big confidence balloon out there. Mm-hmm. And and even at our athletes, only after three weeks, by the way, of tapering them down to three hours a day, because we know the sweet spot is two hours a day. Sweet spot, like healthy, productive, balanced friends. And actually for homework, they actually have to go out and socialize part of their homework with us. I love it. Yeah. Good. So I'm like, I want you to go to a party. I want you to go out. Right. I want you to go hang out with friends. I want you to bowl. I want you to go play pool. I want you to go get ice cream. I want you to go uh, uh, play tag with friends in your neighborhood. I want you to be the leader. Go get everybody out on your street. And But it has to be where where my athletes are running into roadblocks of the other parents like no no but johnny just wants to stay in game mm-hmm. well it has to be a whole it has to be all parents to make this work and parents are going to struggle with behavior until we all change right mm-hmm. and then in the work environment you know yeah. trying to think, think about then so obviously the yeah. connection and the work environment's key connection yeah and then making sure that you're having connection outside of your work time so you're limiting your work yeah, time like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go to night. The next night I'm going to go to Pilates. The next night I'm going to go run. And like, do plan things for yourself, actually. And one of the other suggestions we have is planning your community and your connection. Mm-hmm. Build it into your routine. Because when you build it in, you feel good about, oh, I know I'm going to go grab something for food. Plan your meals. Like, plan your whole week out. Because it actually de-stresses you. Right. And the nights that you can't get something, you know, great to eat, well, just put on some eggs. Like, make it chill. Mm-hmm. And if you're a working parent, well, you need to plan even more. And mm-hmm. and and plan, plan. Like, I mean, I've struggled I mean, raising three kids with a husband who was shift work in the hospital. You have to really plan. I literally yeah. had them outside all day because then they crashed. <laughs> right? And, so if I'm a working parent, balancing that all out is hard work. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so what we're sort of trying to encourage people to do is to understand that when you're if you're working a lot, then going on to social media, for example, yep. is not helping you in that situation. It's actually dragging well, you down. It's you're gonna drag yeah. you down further. Like if you're really stressed at work, it's so uh, so ironic because the first thing a psychologist will suggest to you is breathing, walking um doing your deep breath triangle breathing uh say your mantras but yet everyone goes on their phone and what that does is it triggers your brain to an alert and now you're really ticking yourself off even worse and you're catastrophizing you're making things worse in your brain to calm down and i believe and i don't quote me but i believe if you're super angry it takes eight hours to relax your adrenaline back to normal after yelling Mm. or being upset that's a whole day. That's so whole day. going on this just spikes it. Every seven minutes, everyone's checking their phone. So you wonder why yeah. adults are, are irritable. But trying to stay, what our, what we do with our adults is we all want to stay in green on a traffic light. We're not always going to be there all day. You're not. You're not ever going to be there all day perfect. But if we can keep you out of red, but we can keep you with your coping mechanisms to go back from orange to green, 
we're doing well. Because yeah. you are going to burn your breakfast maybe once. You are going to um, have the a pipe leak in your house. You are going to have uh, the wrong lineup at the grocery store. It's going to be a mile long. You are going to have things in your day. So you have to learn mechanisms to cope. As soon as we teach these to adults, they are so much happier because now they have weapons in their toolbox as well. And they can balance the phones better. And I think I think the number one, we talked about this ages ago, was the testimonies from uh, our feedback is, I, once I feel in control of my phone, I feel in control of my mind. And that has been the biggest testimony, the most powerful thing we found. Yeah, and I think it, it really is fundamental because we know social media and the negative impact that has on our brain. Jeff, we also know the effects of doom scrolling through media. You know, even when I did yeah. the research on that, it was seven negative headlines, two neutral, one positive was the average. One positive, right? yeah. It's usually about 70, yeah. Yeah, yeah seven yeah. Said negative. So, and so, you know, you're doing that. Instead of sitting on the social media, now I'm reading the, the newspaper, but it, it's like, wow, that's all doom and gloom and people dying and the world's going to, Burn and, and so that's not helping you either. Um, no. And I also imagine that work emails, I don't know any data on this, but I can imagine that 70% of work emails are also negative or stress inducing. I think it was slightly than... less than 65% because some of them were just requests or asks yeah. or um, can you reschedule and oh, did you check this? And it is part of your daily what you have to deal with. But right. when you're getting 50 emails a day and you're expected to answer them all back, I always suggest to my, my if we're doing private executive coaching, that you handle the thing you don't like at all first when you get up. Do it first. Get it over with because it is part of your job. You don't, you might not like it, but we have to do it. So let's get it over with and done and then set something nice up for yourself that you enjoy out of your job right after for the rest of the day. Do you like meeting people? Do you like dialogue? Do you like talking? Set up your 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 team meeting then. But do all of your emailing if you don't like that part right away. And that yeah. way it's a little bit nicer to know that you're ending on a more positive note in the end of the day, right? Like we can have choices to make to fix our day, right? It's like when kids, you know, with kids, uh, there's, there's kids who start with the, the plate on the thing they like the most and then you get left at the end with the thing you don't want to eat and they spend like the next half an hour moving it around the plate whereas some other kids who try and say hey eat the thing you don't like first and then it's all good it's all uphill from there and that's the yeah, same thing with the work yeah. exactly so i imagine the yeah. kids that do that for breakfast or dinner uh, also then do that in their adult lives when they're postponing the work yeah, like, yeah, like, like, like i always tell that our our, our employees or your your managers or executive or CEOs do the things you don't like first because there's always that one thing in your job you just don't like if you got to fire someone that day do it first in the morning <laughs> like yeah. just say, and and do it do it in a humane way right like yeah right do it it works for me although I find actually what I found for myself which worked personally the best is that I find on my sort of to-do list a couple of things I like doing but I can do like in five or ten minutes Right, quick. And I get those done quickly and I go reward myself with, right. you know, a little bit of fresh air or something for a couple of minutes and then I come back and do the thing I don't like doing. So, but, so but, but you have a strategy though, Andrew, and that's yes. very important. So 
a lot of people don't have it, don't have any strategy. So that's when the brain gets overwhelmed. And it's not you getting overwhelmed. It's not saying you're weak. It's just that our brains only work in a certain way. And when you're overwhelming it, plus all the tech, plus what you're, if you're getting pinged, you're basically driving yourself to chaos and uncontrollable emotions. So give yourself a break, get settled, get someone to kind of help you through all these things and help employees out because now more employees in the next 10 years will be the least resilient, least employable that we've ever seen in the workforce. Yeah, absolutely. And teaching them these skills of how they're able to work with their phones and manage their lives is super important. So thank you, Larissa, for doing this great work to help individuals and companies do that. We're going to go in a minute, but before that we do, do you have any more tips you'd primarily like to share? Or do you think you got the most important ones out? I think I think we established a pattern of developing, let's review, so the laptop, make it clean, no notifications, setting up a routine that's honest with you and that works, turning off all your notifications on your phone, because if you're going on your phone with intent rather than randomness, that's that keeps that spike down. No pop-ups anywhere coming up on your phone. Um, when you're working on your laptop, you're working phones away. And then making sure that your social media apps and your social media or any apps on your phone are what you want. Like just review them. Just review. Is this making me feel good? Like every month. Is this one feed making me feel like I'm vibing? No. Okay. Delete. And and then uh, the other thing was committing to connection, committing, committing to it, committing to a person, committing to a friend, committing to a yoga class, committing. And I don't use the word self-care because that has a tendency to be more narcissistic. We actually say self-respect, self-talk, self-help, self-respect. And it's actually how effective we are at talking to ourselves. So if we follow those, we're good. We're good. We're good. Fantastic. Good. Oh, Larissa, thank you so much for talking to me today. It's been a pleasure as always and a thank joy you. chatting with you. We'll see um, you soon. And I hope you, yeah, absolutely. I hope you, our listeners, enjoyed this podcast. That's so just like I do. And I hope you feel inspired to, to cultivate and think about how you're using tech in and out of work, finding those patterns, finding those routines and strategies that Larissa, and we're going to share some of those with you in the Year of Joy community to help you get going with that over the next few weeks. And if you're not a member of the Year of Joy community, you can find out on the um, balancedsciencejoy.com website how to join. So please go and check it out. It's free and it's an extra app you might have on your phone. But again, we're encouraging you to get out and live rather than yep. stick on your phone. Uh, and if you love Larissa's notes, I mean, the tips, we'll share them in the show notes of how you can get in touch and how you can take advantage of all the great knowledge and inspiration Larissa can offer. But thanks all again for listening, and I hope you tune in for the next episode of the Art and Science of Joy podcast. Until then, stay well, stay joyful, and stay off that home.